is there something that you teach your agents in terms of like a process when they're working with the seller or even going that you want to share? I really believe in systems. So I believe, um, especially with expireds and well, with anything, it's in the follow-up, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, you can't just call an expired once. Um, so I know y'all have been around a long time and heard the story the you know, that the first person that everybody calls them on the first day and then what, two or three on the second and third day. And then if you're the one that continues to call, you're the one that's going to get the listing. So the systems and the follow-up are what's so, so important for buyers and sellers and the key to success. You don't call pers a person on the first call and get the listing or the buyer or make the sale. Sometimes you do. You're lucky if you do. But yeah. um, mostly it's after many, many attempts. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to a brand new episode of Vulcan 7 Coaches and Mentors, a show where we bring you some of the best tips and strategies so that you can implement them in your business right now. For today's show, I have an awesome guest. Let me welcome Betty Gales. Hello, thank you so much for having me on today. Yes, thank you, Betty. So for anyone that's watching that maybe is not familiar with you, can you share with us a little bit about who you are, how long you've been in this business and anything else you want us to know? Do I have to say how long I've been in the business? <laughs> you don't have to if you want. <laughs> a long, long time. <laughs> I stopped counting since 1985. Okay. I've been in the business. So um, I got started early on and um, Ren Jones was my coach a long time ago. Um, so awesome. I built my career on expired listings at, from the almost from the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I've been a part of the Vulcan 7 and Expresso network. I've gone through uh, every coaching training program that you can imagine. And um, I've just been around the block a lot of, a lot of times learn what works, what doesn't work and still learning. Of course. <laughs> and now you're doing coaching and you're helping agents, right? I am. I'm also um, building a, a team with EXP okay. and um, I coach. Um, I was with Tom Ferry for seven years. I just recently resigned so I could focus back on recruiting and building my team. I'm still in production. Um, I do still uh, call and expired listings to this day. <laughs> awesome. That's great because a lot of the agents that watch this perhaps are working with buyers and they want to start to make that transition to working with sellers. And we know that expires for sale by owners are the low hanging fruit that they can go after. So for you, what would you perhaps tell these agents that mm -hmm. want to make that transition, but are perhaps maybe hesitant or scared about going after lead, these lead sources? You know, I mean, to me, and this has been early on in my career, I did focus on listings mm -hmm. um, just because for me, it, it was more time efficient and um, I would get buyers naturally from all the listings that I took. And, um, as my team grew, I just focused more and more on listings. But like I find that um, that expired listings and there's so many ways to get listings these days. Expired right now are just such a great source um, that because, you know, we've had we've gone through these last three years of crazy sales and 
as not as many expireds. And now things just are not selling like they were. I don't know if this is true mm -hmm. all over the country, but in most places. And so there, the buyers are not as many. And so if you have a listing, it's just even more gold um, right now. And I think people are just looking for good advice. So as you come in as a consultant and a counselor and an advisor, um, you know, it, it's, it's so nice and refreshing to have someone come in and take the listings that will talk to the sellers, tell them what's exactly is going on. And for many times, you know, the, the sellers were saying, okay, I want to price my home at a certain amount and uh, they could just almost price it anywhere and it would sell. And that's not the case now. It has to be priced very competitively. Absolutely. So pre-qualifying these sellers to make sure that they're serious and motivated is something that agents have to do. Uh, is there something that you teach your agents in terms of like a process when they're working with the seller or even going that you want to share? You know, I um, don't, in my personality, I don't have too much analytical in my blood, um, right? So, <laughs> but I really believe in systems mm -hmm. and I work with a virtual assistant um, and also some people that are with me in my organization that have the skills that I'm missing, right? So I believe, um, especially with expireds and well, with anything, it's in the follow-up, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, you can't just call an expired once. Um, so I know y'all have been around a long time and heard the story the you know, that the first person that everybody calls them on the first day and then what, two or three on the second and third day. And then if you're the one that continues to call, you're the one that's going to get the listing. So the systems and the follow up are what's so, so important for buyers and sellers and the key to success, I believe, in everything, recruiting listing sales you don't call pers a person on the first call and get the listing or the buyer or make the sale sometimes you do mm -hmm. you're lucky if you do but yeah. um, mostly it's after many many attempts yeah definitely you never know i mean it might happen on that rare occasion and that's why you have to be ready with your skills so let's talk a little bit about skills and preparation mm -hmm. what are some things that agents need to be doing to be better at with their skills because i believe that if they have good skills that leads to more confidence to be able to pick up the phone and call these leads 100 percent. and i'm a big advocate of um you know people say i don't want to follow a script i think people don't make the initial call because they don't know what to say um you know so if you can practice the first thing that you're going to say and get really good and natural at that and then listen to what they say. And you don't have to go on the script. You have a little outline, but you can, you know, I think the reason I have been so successful over the years is I wasn't thinking about what I was going to say. I was listening to them and what they needed and responding appropriately. Right. So I had to memorize all the scripts. I'm not saying that you don't know the scripts, but I've just been doing it so long that it just is natural that I want to, pre-qualify. I want to find out their motivation. I want to find out their needs. I want to find out what happened if they were an expired listing or, you know, what's their situation? What's their motivation? Are they motivated? Mm -hmm. um, because that's the key. Are they motivated to sell? What's the motivation? Because we can work with everything else, but if there's no motivation and they want to, you know, crazy overprice the property, it isn't going to work. 
Right. No, it's going to come off as expired and you might be known as that agent that couldn't sell that house. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I'm glad that you that you mentioned listening, because I think even agents as they're starting out with making calls, they have the script in front of them. And many times they're so focused on the next line to say that they forget to listen to what the seller is saying. And many times they'll tell you everything that you need to know without you having to ask the same question. Exactly. You know, I just had this call and now the AI, you know, when you get these automated calls, when they're, you know, recorded now, it's like a real person is on the call, but it's automated to the fact, I guess they know what you're going to say. And then they respond and you go, you know, you can tell that they didn't have a clue what you just said. It was an automated thing. And that's somehow, that's how I think people feel when an agent calls them on a script that does that they don't know the script. And they don't feel heard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I remember one time I had this huge listing. It was my biggest listing. And um, the lady said, you won't believe all these agents are calling me. Like I'm an agent too, you know, but she didn't thought, think I was one of those, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's so funny. Yes. Now I know that you mentioned that right now you're still in production. Mm -hmm. So, so what does your day look like if you want to share? Yeah. Um, you know, I, when I was coaching, I had 40, uh, clients and I just quit, like it's going to be a year in September or I said quit or, or am not coaching that many people now. I don't have 40 people, but when I was coaching, I had, I had at eight o'clock a client at eight 30, I couldn't be one minute late. Right. So I've learned to stay on a schedule, which is kind of, it's freeing. Um, so I, I continue to keep that schedule. Like I will lead generate for recruits for an hour and then, you know, I'll schedule my day because if I don't schedule my day, the day just goes without me knowing what I've accomplished. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. That happens all the time. I think a lot of times, even myself, it has happened where we know of so many things that we have to do. But if it's not in the calendar or if it's not time blocked, sometimes it doesn't get done or you forget about it. So, yes, having a schedule, knowing your routine is very important. So, you know, we're talking lead generation, you know, what you're doing now in terms of mindset, because mm -hmm. I think that's very important, um, especially in this business. This business is not for everybody and you can be very discouraged if you get, you know, someone over the phone. So what can agents do to work on their mindset? Great question. Um, you know, I've just been I've always been uh, a seminar goer. Uh, I've always had a coach. I've always read books. That's just I love that. You know, that's just uh, just something that stimulates me. If I'm in a slump, I usually look around and I'm alone. If that makes sense, like um, you reach out to people who are who are just inspirational when you're alone when say you know i've been with a coach for two or three years and i'm making a change and i'm in between coaches or in between programs that's when i find myself not as if i'm not accountable mm -hmm. that's when i get in a slump yes yes i'm glad that right now we're talking about coaching and that you just mentioned that because it seems like a lot of agents, they want to get that next deal, but they're hesitant about coaching or getting a coach or investing in themselves. So what would you say to that agent that's, you know, on that peak, like, 
Yeah. What would you say so that they, they take that leap and invest? It's so worth it. It is just absolutely, you know, I don't know where I'd be if I hadn't gotten into coaching early on. Like Mike Ferry was my first coach when he just began his coaching program. And, um, you know, like that's even though I had a, a, you know, I was with a company, it was a great company. It just was somebody who cared just about me, my coach, mm -hmm. um, you know, and that was that got to know me personally and could bring me back on track. Yeah. And many times, you know, they're going to teach you things that are going to make the learning curve shorter. So instead of you trying to figure things out or spend thousands of dollars on something that maybe doesn't work, you know, maybe the hundreds or thousands of dollars that you spend with the coach is going to be so much worth it in the long run and lead you to success. Yeah. yeah. Which is what you do now with agents that, that you coach as well, right? Mm -hmm. Can you tell um, us more? I love what... um. I sort of discovered this. Uh, Tom Ferry was had a um, a seminar, and we all broke into mastermind groups. And so I was coaching forty or fifty agents at the time. So I got about ten uh, clients who I thought would get together would would work well together. And I brought them. I was still individually coaching them, but I brought them in together to a mastermind. And this was three or four years ago, that group is still together. And, you know, they have made amazing progress just between themselves. Just here, you know, you, you think, well, she can do that. I can do that. And uh, I found that groups, like sometimes you have these group programs where the speaker just speaks, you know, and you learn, which is training, which is good. Um, I, have such a short attention span that that doesn't work for me. I like interaction. Yes. So most of my coaching now I do in groups. So I like to keep eight to 10 in a group. Um, and then like you get more input and I like to get the people together that have things in common or that can complement each other. Mm -hmm. um, so most of my coaching now is in groups like that. And it's virtual. Can you tell us a little bit more in case people are interested in, in joining you? Yeah. So I have all sorts of groups. It just depends on the intensity that you want to, uh, you know, what you want. I mean, I still do individual coaching um, and I still do team, co you know, I coach some teams, not very many. And, um, and then my groups and my partners that I work through um, and then I get together a groups and we focus on, I would say it's similar to like, I don't like to have it go the whole year. It's like a 90 day program. Mm -hmm. um, and then people can sign up again for it, right? They can do go through the 90 days, but I find people start, you know, if they can keep up something for 90 days, then they're going to make a huge, you know, they're going to make a really big difference. Like if you can do a diet for 90 days, right. Mm -hmm. Or you can make your calls for 90 days straight. You can make it through the 90 days, um, you know, it's sort of like based on that 12 week year book yeah. um, where you get more done in 90 days than you can in the whole year because you have that goal. Um, and so we focus on a couple of major things, not 20,000, but a couple of major things that we want to accomplish. And then you can go to the next group if you want to, but like you have something to show for it after 90 days. That's awesome. And it would be focusing on listings or buyers and sellers a little bit of everything yeah um i i get a compatible group so 
Some people might be focused on recruiting. It does center around some kind of accountability. You got to do, you got to report back to the group. So if it's like, I, we know that if you make so many contacts a day, you're going to get that many listings. Or if you recruit, if you make so many recruiting calls, you'll get that many uh, people. So it's based on that, Um, you know, and people can also, they also pick personal goals too. Like if they want to lose weight or if they want to, you know, uh, change, like you said, a mindset, uh, Mm -hmm. something that's going on with them mindset wise. So they pick two at the most three goals that they want to work on in that three month cycle. That's awesome. So before we wrap it up, let's Mm -hmm. say there's an agent, they're ready to take their business to the next level, Mm -hmm. but they're unsure of what their schedule should look Mm -hmm. like. Can Mm -hmm. you kind of lay it out from like the moment they wake up to when they go to sleep? Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm a big proponent in the miracle morning um, with Hal Elrod, you know, like getting up and taking that. I get up at five o'clock and I do, I get all of the things out of the way. Uh, Well, I don't say out of the way because I enjoy them like on, you know, meditation, exercise, getting everything ready, reading, um, Mm -hmm. like he talks about um, savers, I think, silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise, or relaxation, and scrolling, Mm -hmm. journaling. Awesome. In the morning. And then I like to do the thing that I don't like to do the most which is lead generation. Um, you know, it's not that I, I like doing it actually when I do it, but it's the hardest thing to force yeah. myself to do. And I've found that over the years, that's true for my clients as well. Get that out the way and have it be like an appointment. And I learned that from Mike Ferry, Tom Ferry, Ren, everybody I've ever coached with, you know, get the bat, the things that you have difficulty implementing out of the way first. Mm-hmm. And I like to get all of that done by noon so that I can have some flexibility in the afternoon. Um, so my mornings are very um, structured and my afternoons are pretty flexible. Okay. So then if you do end up setting any appointments, those would be happening in the afternoon. Exactly. And I've, do, I've just, it's a habit. You know, people say, well, you, you know, like so-and-so wants that. I found that if you, if you get this in your mind that you're going to lead generate from nine to 11 and you tell people they understand mm-hmm. um, it, it's an excuse in a lot of ways that you can't get that in because you set that up for yourself. Um, you know, so the excuses that people say, I can't stay structured like that because you don't know my clients. Well, the most, probably the most productive people are the most structured people. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's all about having standards and boundaries as well for your business so yes. that your clients know when to reach out to you or when they can get a hold of you or not. Exactly. And be respectful of your time. Exactly. You know, and like I never understood like that uh, my, a lot of my clients would talk to their clients like at 11 o'clock at night or midnight. I'm thinking like I'm asleep at nine. So yeah. they can't call me. You know, <laughs> I wouldn't answer the phone. Yeah. And I, I don't think I've ever had anybody say, I tried to call you at 930 and you didn't answer. I, I don't think that's ever happened. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah, no. And again, it goes back to having those boundaries and standards and knowing up until what time are you willing to take those calls? Because exactly. what I have noticed is that the moment that you take that call at 930, now they think that they can call you at that time. And Perfect. when you don't answer, 
they're yeah. going to think, oh, well, why isn't she answering? Oh, the world's falling apart. And it really isn't. So yeah, I'm glad that, that you mentioned that. So Betty, to wrap it up, if anyone does want to join your coaching, mm -hmm. where can they find you? What's your website? Tell us all. Yeah, um, it's bettygales.com, my name. Um, and that takes you to my real estate site. But my email is, the, is also my name, bettygales at gmail. And um, my cell phone, I don't know, um, can I just say what it is? I don't yeah, know if, if you'd like. Right okay, 843-270-8193. And I, that's the only phone I have, and I do answer. Unless, awesome. it, looks, unless it looks like a vendor. I don't know how. <laughs> I'll just forget at 9.30 p.m. or 11. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then can you mention once again where it is that you are located just in I'm case in, anyone? Um, Charleston, South Carolina. Charleston, South Carolina. There you go, uh -huh. ladies and gentlemen. So Betty's information will be in the description box below in case you need to get a hold of her, join her coaching. Betty, once again, thank you so much for doing this interview. Um, we hope that you had a great time. And everyone that's watching, we hopefully hope that you took a lot of notes. We'll see you thank on the you next one. Great yeah. to meet you and talk with you. Have yes. a great day.